Last week, my message was on the certainty of the love of God, and I'm thankful for the love of God, aren't you? And uh, something we should never, never get over is that God loved us as sinners, and um, we praise the Lord for that. This morning, before I begin, you can be turning your Bibles to Luke 16, I always covet your prayers uh, as I preach, realize I cannot do anything on my own. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Uh, the message this morning is um, a message um, that I, I don't enjoy preaching as much as I would on the love of God, Brother Lloyd, or on the certainty of eternal life, or the certainty of God's Word. Paul instructed Timothy in uh, 2 Timothy to preach the Word. He didn't say preach parts of the Word. Preach the Word. And so to obey God and to obey the Holy Spirit of God, we preach the whole counsel of God. This morning, uh, the subject of uh, uh, this morning's certainty is uh, it's not a very popular subject in America. It's not a very popular subject uh, in the world today. Sad to say, uh, Brother Mike uh, did a great Sunday school lesson. <clears throat> this subject is not very popular in some of our so-called churches today. But I must preach it. I, I must preach it because people need to hear that there is the certainty of hell. I'm just saying, I, it's not my favorite, but when uh, I was lost, I needed to hear Preacher Weaver and other preachers preach on there is a hell, and, uh, and, and it causes people to understand, I don't want to go there, and I've told you my testimony, but for one year of my life, between the age of 18 and 19, I, I, I was unsure of my salvation. And I shared this, Brother Alan, Sherry, James, and Kathy. We got to go to the Mount Tabor Fish Fry uh, yesterday afternoon. And we were talking, talking about, uh, uh, Kim was talking about where she got saved and everything. But between that age of 18 and 19, I was unsure. Brother Jerry, I just didn't have the blessed assurance that Jesus was mine. And I was scared to death. I'm telling you, everything that I did between the ages of 18 and 19, if I was driving home from Kim's house to McCoy, I was scared if I, if I were to die, am I going to heaven or am I going to hell? And I was just uncertain. I, I was unsure. And, um, but finally, uh, you know my testimony, August 25th, 1977, <laughs> I called on Jesus Christ and He saved me. I didn't have to worry anymore about whether I was going to heaven or hell. I was redeemed. I was saved. I was on my way to heaven. Been on my way to heaven ever since. And so this morning, I've asked God. Here's what I asked God this morning. I said, Lord, help me to preach this message like it was my very last message uh, to our church. And I said, Lord, as I give the invitation, let it be like it's my last invitation that I give to invite people to come to Christ. So this morning, before I even begin my message, I'm going to ask that you allow the Holy Spirit to search your heart today. I'm not 
wanting you to doubt your salvation. That's not my purpose. My purpose is, though, if you are here unsure of being saved, um, before you leave today, make sure that you know Christ. Because God, and you'll see in my message, God does not want you or myself to die and go to hell. And so I hope this message will help unsaved people to come to Christ, and then I pray that it will help us as saved people to go out and tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. The certainty uh, of hell, um, and I'll just say it again, this is not being preached uh, as very much in, because see, preachers don't want to offend anyone today. Uh, God never called me or he better People better realize, God does not calls, uh, call preachers to please you. God calls preachers, missionaries, evangelists to preach the Bible. And it may not be a very popular subject, but it's a subject that needs to be preached, the certainty of hell. Years ago, when Kim and I lived over in the Luster's Gate area of Blacksburg, there was a... Uh, so-called, and I'm not judging, but like again, I'm not judging. I'm just making some statements this morning. There was a so-called preacher of a certain church that made a statement, a couple statements to me one day. First statement, he said, Shake, I don't believe in hell. Now, this was a guy that would get up every Sunday before his people to supposedly preach the Bible. But he said, I, I don't believe in hell, and I'm not going to teach and preach there's a hell. He said, a God of love would never send anyone to a place like hell. And I'm going to give you a couple corrections on uh, what he said. Whether or not he or anyone else believes in hell, the Bible teaches that there is a hell. The, 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 look, matter of fact, Jesus made more mention of hell than he did heaven. It's a pretty serious subject, don't you think? So whether or not you or I, or anybody believes in the Bible does teach there is a literal place called hell. Second correction I'm going to make, God does not send people to hell. Now look, God does not. God has never, God will never send anyone to hell. That's up to the individual. I'll show it to you in just a few moments. But I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to read Luke chapter 16, beginning with verse number 19. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels unto Abraham's bosom. Notice this also, don't forget, rich people die also. Poor people die, rich people die. Um, I've, I've had several people respond, I shared uh a long, long time ago, Kim was in love years ago with John Denver. Um, 
Jerry, I thought you'd like that. Shake Smith for years, I was in love with Olivia Newton-John. Now, when I say in love, not in love, you know, I, I just, I like to hear her sing, and, I, and her face didn't bother me a whole lot either, okay? Less than you have to understand. But um, just a few days ago, Olivia Newton-John, she died. I don't know what she left. Someone said she was worth millions and millions and millions. And, I, and honestly, I have no idea if, if she knew Christ or not. I, I am saying this, though. Anyone that does not know Christ, they will perish and, and go to hell. A few days ago, my good friend Marty Beavis died, so to speak. Marty Beavis, when he took his last breath, on this earth, he was ushered into the glories of heaven just like Lazarus was. Amen? And um, now, Brother Marty did not leave a lot of money. He didn't make a lot of money while he was here on this earth. His life was not about money. It was not about things. It was about God and family. That, that's what Marty's life, we, we got, had the privilege, four of us, to go to his funeral service last Sunday afternoon. And what a testimony that, that man had. And uh, he, he will be well remembered for loving God with all of his heart. Now, what I'm saying is everyone will die unless Jesus comes. Each one of us, no matter if you're a teenager today or you're in your 60s or in your 80s, you and I have an appointment with death. But remember this, that, that, that God, God never sends a person to hell. Now, the Bible, number one, the Bible declares, the Bible declares, not Auburn Baptist Church declares, it's not a Wesleyan church that declares, a Methodist church, a Catholic church. The Bible, God's Bible, God's holy word declares there is a hell. In Psalm 9, verse 17, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Now, I'm going to give you the next two verses, these are words spoken by our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. In Matthew 10, he said, Fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. In Matthew 13, the Son of Man shall send forth his angels. They shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Revelation chapter 14, verse 11. The smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night. So first of all, the Bible declares there is a hell. Hell is a real place. Listen to this, where souls of real people will spend eternity. And eternity churches for a long, long time, very long time. Hell is a place that will be full of good people who tried to get to heaven their way instead of God's way. And that's going to be a sad note when people end up in hell thinking, well, I thought you were supposed to have done this. My preacher said I was supposed to be baptized and that would wash away my sin or if I could join this church or if I could turn over a new leaf. I'm saying it again. I'll say it forever and ever. Don't you listen to me. 
You listen to what God says. You listen to what Jesus said. And he made it clear. We preach it all the time here. Look, the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. It's not the good news of a Baptist church. It's not the good news of a, 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 a movement uh, that you turned over a new leaf. I quit doing this. I, I, quit, I quit smoking. Now I'm on my way to heaven. That's not, that's not going to redeem you. I quit chewing tobacco years ago. Amen. But look, that didn't redeem me. Um, well, I, I, I can't. Brother James was talking about how he used to smoke. And I, I, I told Brother Allen, I said, I just can't picture Brother James smoking. You know, I just, I, I can't do that. But what I'm saying is turning over a new leaf church will not get you saved. Jesus said, I am what? The way. There's only one way to heaven. It's through Jesus Christ and his shed blood that he gave on Calvary's cross. So number one, the Bible declares there is a hell. Here's the second point. I'm going to get to what I said a while ago. Hell was not created for you and I. Hell was not created for mankind. The Bible says in Matthew 25, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. You see, one day, again, my Sunday school teacher made mention of this. Lucifer tried to take over, didn't he, Brother Mike? And he said, I am going to be like the Most High. May I say this? The cre created is never greater than the Creator. We're, we're the creation. God is our Creator. Don't May, may everybody in Washington be reminded, may everybody in America be reminded of this, there is none greater than God. God, God is God. Don't mess with God. Amen? And so, hell was not created for us. Hell was created when Lucifer said to God, I am going to be like you. I'm going to take over. And God removed him and many of his followers and God cast them. And I'm going to say this. Uh, by the way, while I say it, turn to 2 Peter. 2 Peter. God does not desire for anyone, anyone to die and go to hell. God does not desire for you and I or anyone to die and go to hell. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. 2 Peter 3, verse 9. The Bible plainly, clearly states this. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward. Look at the next few words. Not willing. This is God. Now, God is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. God wants all people to come to Christ. For God so loved parts of the world. Uh-uh. For God so loved the world. So he's not willing that anyone should perish. You take the, the greatest sinner where we would say, oh, that's the worst sinner on earth. I would never do that sin. Well, man... I remind us we're all sinners. Doesn't matter 
if you've smoked dope or not, or if you've been in prostitution or not, or if you've done this or not, if you've murdered somebody, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all need Jesus. We're all sinners. But God's not willing that any should perish. None. So, hell was not created for mankind. Number three, hell is a place of suffering. The world better understand this. It's amazing to me when someone famous dies, they all talk about what a great life they lived and how that they're happy that they're going to rest in peace. I'm going to tell you something. For an unsaved person, there will never be peace. And I, I can't give you the, a clear enough picture of the suffering, but I will try just for a moment. First of all, the world. The world makes fun of hell. You see cartoons about the devil. You see cartoons about hell. You hear people say all the time, well, less, uh, at least I'll be with my friends. There are no friends in hell. Ted Turner, years ago, made this statement. I cannot wait to go to hell. I am looking forward to being in hell forever. May I say this, when Ted Turner takes his last breath, he's going to regret making that statement. He is going to regret very deeply making a statement like that. So hell is not a party place. Hell is a place of literal fire and smoke where souls of men and women burn forever but are not consumed. Now, I don't know if you've ever been burned or if you've ever known anyone to be burned. A few weeks ago, I was burning some brush, and uh, I, I did not know, I thought it was sticks in that brush pile, just wood. I did not know that there was a plastic bag in that wood pile. And so the wind got up just a little, and it blew some of that plastic bag onto my hand. And may I remind us, the first thought I had I said, Lord, I'm glad that I don't have to go to hell. My hand, it, it, it began, just a little bit of plastic, it began to burn, and for the next hour, it continued to burn from that plastic. May I say that's nothing compared to what people are going to experience in hell forever and ever and ever. Hell is a place of literal fire. Hell is a place of thirst in our story. Just, just let Lazarus come with one drop. All he asked for church was one drop of water. Not a glass of water, a drop of water. That's how awful hell is. Hell's a place of fire. Hell's a place of thirst. Hell's a place of torment. Hell's also a place, listen to this, of eternal separation from family and friends who are saved. I, I believe with all my heart that would be the greatest tragedy of uh, dying and being separated for all eternity from your loved ones. Hell is also a place where people will see, they will hear, they will feel, they will remember. So hell is a place of suffering. Now just for the next couple moments, I want you to notice the two men in our story. The rich man, the rich man on this earth, 
The Bible says he had about anything he wanted. We agree with that? Everything, everything that earth, the world could give, this man had. While he lived years on this earth, it was a great life for him. But there came a day that he died. And that day he went, he went to hell. Not prepared for him, but he went to hell and asked for one drop of water. The other man, Lazarus, on the earth, he basically had nothing. I mean, uh, materially, he didn't have anything. Physically, his body was just sores all over. The dogs licked. Can you imagine? They're just trying to find a crumb to eat, to survive, and then while he's doing that, the dogs come and just lick the sores that are upon his body. But one day he died, and he was carried into the glories of heaven. Now, let me ask you this, because see, some people won't agree with this, but this is Bible. The rich man is still in hell today. He's still in torments today. He's still in darkness today. He, look, he is still suffering the pain and agony of hell as we speak right now. On the other hand, Lazarus is in the glories of heaven, and he will be there for all eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for him. Now, I don't know about you, but I am glad, I'm thankful. Matter of fact, I hope you can come back tonight, not just for hamburgers and hot dogs. I'm going to preach a, it's not going to be a long message. I'm going to preach a message tonight why I am thankful, why I am thankful I am not going to hell. And I, I'm going to share that with you. But imagine, just, just imagine all these years what Lazarus has enjoyed in heaven, and not just until now, but for all eternity. Now, I ask you all the time, I'm going to ask you here in a few moments, if you died today, do you know for sure that you'd go to heaven? Now, automatically, people, I, I, I did. I, I'd raise my hand. Preacher would give that invitation. My hand would go up. I didn't want anybody to think that I was not saved. I, I, what, would my, what would Kim, what my girlfriend, what would she think if I would admit I was lost without Christ? And that night, I don't know if Mr. Price remembers, I went to him before the service was even over. I said, I, said, I don't think I'm saved. I'm confused. And praise God, he was gracious enough. Talked to me and then invitation. I don't know if you remember, but he grabbed hold of my arm and took me to Les Smith. And uh, he wanted to make sure that I was saved. Thank you. I am indebted a, a, a lot to you. But I made sure that night I wasn't a, a fool. I wasn't a hypocrite anymore. I made certain of my salvation. And I don't know who you are this morning. I don't know your heart. But I am saying this. I don't want you or anyone else to go to hell. I don't want to see anyone, anyone, die one day and go to hell. I want to know. I want to know. I want you to know that you're going to heaven when you take your last breath. I want to ask you, would you bow your head right now? I want you, doesn't matter what age you are, doesn't matter if you've been in church all your life, 
It doesn't matter if this is the first time in church. But I want you to know that Jesus Christ died for you so that you could go to heaven. Now again, same question, but ask God to search your heart this morning. My friend, if you died before you left this building today, if you died today, do you know for certain that you'd go to heaven? Based on the Bible, do you know? If you can say, yes, I know, would you raise your hand? Would you just hold your hand up? Not to please your neighbor, but would you just hold your hand up? God bless you. You may put your hands down. Now, some did not raise your hand. That's okay. I'm, I'm thankful. That's why I preached this message. If you did not raise your hand, but you would say, Shake, I am very concerned where I will spend eternity. I am very concerned. Would you pray for me right now? I'm going to ask you, if you are concerned about your soul, would you raise your hand? I'd like to pray. I'm not going to come to you, but I'll pray for you. Anybody, I'll just raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Any, anyone else all over this room, anyone, you say, I'm not sure. I'm just not certain. Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? Now, if you raise your hand that you know you need to be saved, I'm going to beg you with all my heart, but I can't bring you down. I can't make you move, and only God can. So you listen to God, but I'm going to pray for you. Father, I pray for these that raise their hand that they don't know for certain they're saved. I pray, God, before they leave, they will settle that matter. God, they will come to accept Christ as their personal Savior. Have the assurance that Jesus Christ lives in their heart. That they are on their way to heaven. So, God, you help us to see people saved, not just here, but everywhere. And so, God, help us as Christians to be stirred, to get out of our pews, to tell people about the Lord so that our friends and our family members, our neighbors, won't die one day without Christ and spend eternity in hell. So God bless our invitation. Lord, please draw people to you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you